0: looking for another day just to try and get away it's a holiday it's a holiday it's a holiday jay A jay Zell. 622 622 june 22nd welcome back i recently just discovered van lords Apparently, this has been a thing for a while. Anyone else heard about the entrepreneurial spirit's latest gift to humanity? It's a bit of a double-edged sword. People are buying up RVs, usually shitty ones, from auctions. Then they're parking them on the streets of Los Angeles and renting them out to those in need for anywhere from 400 to 800 bucks a month. The higher end of the scale probably just means more space, power, and uh, possibly mobility. But no bathroom, apparently. Forcing tenants to scavenge Starbucks or get creative, stinking up neighborhoods. Homeowners and businesses caught in the crossfire are not too happy. Those on the fringe are grateful to have their own private sanctuary. But not every van dweller is on the up and up, as they say. It is, um, it's a tough sight when like there's just trash and human shit is piling up on your street because there's 70 RVs parked along the curbs and it's an unnecessary business. Really, it really is considering there are currently more vacant homes than homeless people in the united states 28 homes per person that's not even factoring in rooms (laughs) i just recently saw a young man his blind partner and their child living out of their car that's worse to see than 70 cars piled up along the road that's a true tragedy right there that that It shouldn't be happening no matter the circumstances, but I'm I'm sure it's a tough existence. I mean, maybe he's got priors, she's blind, they have a child. That's a lot to juggle right there. Not every situation is the same. Not everyone's healthy and under the same conditions. I mean, they did have a 98 Taurus that can be a spacious, wide-body vehicle, but still not right. Shit had me tearing up. I mean, I was on a on a walk with my wife, soon to have a child, and just looking at that and putting myself in the, their shoes for a moment. Just not to not that like I need the circumstances and need to see that and like be thankful because of seeing someone else, but still like you You know, you think about how good you have it, honestly. Like, make all of this make sense. Like, how? How is this a situation? And and be kinder. Encourage someone else to be kinder. Especially those Scrooge motherfuckers, okay? Because it's B, letter B, kinder day. Very simple message. It honestly doesn't even include the day. I just threw that in there. Um, Be kinder day. Because be kinder, you wouldn't know that I was talking about a day, right? If I didn't mention it. The B Is for Billy, Billy Kinder, maybe Kinder. I think it's Kinder though, because be kinder, right? A young, accomplished Australian equestrian athlete. That's a mouthful. I'm surprised I even got through that. Who tragically went out doing what she loved at the age of 12. Guys, I'm sorry. Kicking this one off sad. Uh, She suffered an injury from her own horse as she was taking it back to the stable, never recovered. So be kind, do it for Billy or simply reach out to a Billy that you know and say something nice. When's the last time you reached out to your Billy and said something nice? I got two Billies. I try to tell them nice stuff probably once a month at least. I think that's pretty good. That's all right. Um, it may not save you from a freak accident, but it will make the world a little bit better. It will improve your health mood, and the mood of those around you. Buy some kinder chocolate, and when you give it to a stranger, tell them to be kinder to someone today. Haley Joel, but don't Kevin Spacey. No Kevin Spacey pay forward. Haley Joel, yes. And um, if you're kind enough, maybe someone will uh, submit a day for you, so that you can be honored. Ah... I got to say, I'm not a fan of these vids where content creators are shitting on acts of kindness, acts of kindness videos. I get it. It can be kind of tacky, abrasive, intrusive, and there's always the philosophy that philanthropy is one just stroking their ego. Uh, are they truly doing it? Is it truly self-sacrifice? Um Unless it's the exchange of educational information or you're just like giving everything away. Isn't that what all of it is at the end of the day on social media? Like just kind of stroking one's ego a lot of time. Isn't that what I'm just doing right now? Is anyone spoofing these spoofs yet though? Just yes anding the nagging of people doing a good thing regardless of the intent. I want to see that. Because it's positive media day, motherfuckers. Positive media. What is that? Cats, dogs, and baby videos? It's definitely Mr. Beast. You sexy beast. Um, Upworthy. Great source. Good. Just simply good. Also a nice one to follow. Um, I'd like to think holiday adjacent. Depending on the damage I've done to my uh, body and brain in the days leading up to recording. Usually, usually pretty positive media. Sometimes it can get a little down in the doldrums, and uh, I apologize for that. Positive media, though. It's just not sexy. It's not. It doesn't get the views like baby Jessica trapped in the well, or a bunch of dudes lost in the Atlantic driving what looks like a giant beer tank. And yeah, I'm sure we are all just Inundated with will they, won't they survive? Uh, with an unfortunate ending, quick, swift, the ending nonetheless. Spat salts now, but it just doesn't. It just doesn't. Positive media, it just doesn't hit the same way. Negative media does. We love the drama, and a lot of comedy is pretty mean spirited. Let's be honest, okay? So most positive media is consumed by children, you know, and then you approach your adolescence. And for me, I'm like, I can't wait to watch Beavis and Butthead because I'm not supposed to until, you know, we're all of a sudden we're adults now and um, adults just applauding a group of the most fucked up fictional high schoolers a town has ever seen navigating the bright lights and Neon colors of a music video world. Euphoria The definition of euphoria is a feeling or state of intense excitement and happiness. It doesn't seem like anyone's experienced that, and and as much as Sidney Sweeney may produce that state for some, the show is definitely not, according to Merriam. Miriam Webster, do you know? That's probably a couple names right there. I should have, I should have figured that out. Uh, Miriam Webster, wonderful lady that Miriam Webster. Ah, oh, great. Um, anyways, so what's the fascination with the negative? Well, in a lab experiment, participants viewed a selection of news stories, negative news stories, positive and just kind of whatever, while their heart rate and skin conductance were monitored. Decreased heart rates signal attentiveness. Skin conductance captures the degree to which we are sweating, and it is often used as a measure of activation or arousal. Findings from the experiment suggest that negative network news content in comparison with positive news content, tends to increase both arousal and attentiveness. In contrast, positive news content has an imperceptible impact on the physiological measures we focus on. Uh, in the study, they basically said like the reaction to positive news is equal to that of someone just staring at a gray wall. Humans tend to remember traumatic experiences better than positive ones. See trauma bonding and all trauma-related buzzwords. We recall insults better than praise, so much so that we shoot down compliments left and right. Proof that we think about negative things more frequently as we impose negative self-talk over the positive. So... Try to rewire this uh, this default setting, this factory setting as much as you can. Let the good overflow to those around you. Sink streams, flood the urinals, and when someone comes in to clean up, to mop that floor, help them out. Help them out. It's National Lemoncello Day. Something disgustingly seamless <laughs> about that transition. Uh, maybe it's the viscosity, color. Definitely not smell or taste. I'd imagine I haven't haven't tasted urine, right? I have tasted yam- lemoncello, and I'm gonna assume it's probably not the same. Um, lemoncello is an Italian liqueur created in the early 1900s by Maria Antonio Ferrace in Azura, Italy. It's made of lemons, Ferminello Saint Teresa's, native to the Italian Sorrento Peninsula. You add water, sugar, and vodka or grappa. So, uh, you know, there you have it. Maybe you don't necessarily need those lemons. You could probably just batch up some of your own as like a private reserve for the holidays or just to enjoy as the heat starts to turn up. It's getting warm. It's finally getting warm, guys. I don't know if you've seen that. The sun's actually shining here where I live. And speaking of heat, sunshine getting warmer you better thank those helping you navigate the elements in your cushy home on national hvac tech day busy season it's on its way and these very niche handymen are the gods and goddesses of summer the ancient egyptians hung cold towels in their windows as a draft would come in believing that um it would cool the air as it traveled through the home I don't know if I buy it. Maybe that seems a little, eh, it seems like a lot. Seems a lot to buy into, but hey, different times. In 200 CE, the Chinese invented fans near water fountains that blew cold air through the room. Old Benjamin Franklin experimented with chemical evaporation, leading to the discovery of how to freeze surfaces. And not long after, Albert Marsh discovered Chromel, an alloy made of chromium and nickel, ushering in a new age of electrical heating. Heating, you're like, what? Don't need that. Summer. Listen. Listen. That laid the groundwork for Willis Carrier, who invented the first modern air conditioning unit by reversing the heating process in 1902. If you retain any of this, <laughs> just drop a little knowledge bomb the next time you uh, you're in the presence of an HVAC hero. Salute that HVAC tech! Not you could you could literally overheat, sweat to death, saving lives. Okay. Fun fact: the first car AC was built in 1939 mine didn't have one in 2006 <laughs> wow how much i'm sure there's some of you out there it's like oh you get that car maybe it's like your first car or a family member's just like hey getting rid of this old thing i can't even sell it you want it no ac and you're just i mean for me i remember early on when I was modeling, when I was like 18, um, before I left to go to New York, I had this truck, no AC, um, the motor mounts were shit. So like the engine would kind of jump even too. And thankfully I had it. Hey, thank you. Uncle Sean. Very sweet of you, dude. I had the, the toolbox on the back and I was such a douche. I had like a bong, so much, so much crap in that thing. And I would just be ripping bong loads and going to my casting sweaty as hell. So I was just probably like smelly, sweaty, super stone looking. Like, wow, I thought that was cool. I thought it was so cool. No, no, it was still working somehow, somehow. Anyways, uh, I don't know if you know this, but it's world... Rainforest day. That's the HVAC infiltration system for this very planet. Huh? Huh? The rainforest. Lung of the earth. Just lung of the earth. Let that set in. The lung of the earth. You know, that one. It once covered 14% of our land. And in just about 60 years, as deforestation, mining, all sorts of industrial business has continued to ramp up, it now only covers slightly over 6%. 200,000 acres are still being burned daily. Around 40% to 75% of all biotic species are indigenous to the rainforests. Rainforests are home to half of all the living animal and plant species on the planet and most famously, the previously mentioned penis snake, located in the largest rainforest, the Amazon, which got its name from Spanish soldier Francisco de Loreana in 1541. Reason being, he was attacked by tribeswomen protecting their territory he referred to as Amazons, female warriors in Greek mythology, and the name stuck. It's now said that prior to the colonial era, the Amazon alone housed somewhere between 6 to 10 million people, a number that is now closer to a million, represented by over 400 tribes. few remain isolated or uncontacted, thanks to various industries, and the interactions are not too kind to the indigenous individuals. Pause. Pause. We're going to pause this real quick. We'll get back to the facts. But what if we could perform an experiment? There's a displacement through line where industry and what's considered a home meet here in this episode. And I I just can't help myself, you know? So has anyone seen the movie The Super starring Joe Pesci? Well, here's the log line for that film. Karma comes into play when a wealthy wise cracking landlord is court ordered to live in the filthy building that he runs so in this scenario that i have in my head it's similar but more of a more of a swap a south american small logging company owner is kidnapped and forced to live in an rv in venice beach without access to anything or anyone from his previous life a Venice beach landlord is sent to a semi remote part of the Amazon to live with a tribe that is being threatened by minors hat, hat and pick, not kids. This, this van Lord also no access to anything from previous life. I don't know if we're just drugging these guys and like, boom, dropping them off, taking everything. Um, you know, maybe we can get their family to fill out some waivers, but, uh, that what I just told you. That's the season finale for Displaced. Displaced be a great reality TV show. You would eat that up. You would eat that up. Portions will go into a fund to help fight the killing and enslavement of indigenous people and help those who are unhoused around the world. That way, we can avoid instances like. The indigenous man in the hole, the sole survivor of a tribe whose six other remaining members were killed by miners in 1995. Miners, again, pick, helmet, not kids, trying to take over the land, excavate, dig, find sources. Uh, Some people would use this argument to tell you to not steer towards clean energy, They would say this is happening because of it. And maybe that's true. But, anyways, back to the man in the hole, all alone, 1995. And from that time on, he remained alone on the tribal protected territory that was for his tribe and given to from the Brazilian government until his passing in 2022. During those years, he rejected outside visitors, stayed on his lonesome, only accepting seeds and tools left behind by the Brazilian government. Brief moments in history that continue to echo throughout existence, displacement in the name of perceived progress, the plight of the little people, little things, little things like the smallest rainforest, the Bukit Nana's Forest Reserve in the city of Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Now, now for, you know, let's shift gears, something a little more lighthearted some lighthearted content like the Maricoxi, a Bigfoot cryptid tribe that lived in several South American regions. One of the first encounters date back to 1914 when English explorer Percy Fawcett claimed to have seen a Maricoxi. The supposedly intelligent ape-like creatures are close to 8 feet in height and weigh around 300 pounds. In 2007, over 66 days and nearly 3,300 miles, 50-year-old Slovenian Martin Stroil swam the Amazon, avoiding piranhas, caiman, bull sharks, and the kindiru, consuming a much-needed glass of Slovenian wine daily. Kindiru, if you haven't heard, are really special pieces of shit. Very, very special little turds. Um, not turds, though. It's a parasitic fish that crawls into its victim when they toilet in the river. Once inside your bee hole or your pee hole, it latches on. Thanks to modern medicine, it is no longer a death sentence or bon voyage to your baby shooter. But I highly recommend googling Kendiru horror stories and know that the only place where they're trying to get up in your eclair is down there in the Amazon. It's National Chocolate Eclair Day. Eclair translates to flash of lightning. But there's nothing electrifying about this 19th century classic. I personally prefer its copycat, the Long John, America's answer to the eclair. A fried donutty, doughy swap for the airy flaky eclair. That's just me though. I love that first class fat glutton. Punish my ankles with diabetic delights. It's National Onion Ring Day. Let's hit them all. I hear they're getting a red robin. Have you tried their fried tower of power? It's an awesome blossom in ring form. Now bring me all the sauces, and if I fall asleep in my boot, don't wake me. History says an onion ring-like recipe appeared in an 1802 cookbook, and another surfaced in a New York newspaper in 1910. Texas-based restaurant Kirby's Pig Stand claims part in creation and fast food restaurant A&W helped them reach widespread popularity. So no matter how you like them, grab a fried onion snack, even Funyuns, and enjoy National Onion Rings Day. With that, I'll leave you on this note. During my research, I googled why are humans so? And the top search was weak. Why are humans so weak? Maybe it's because we're so busy constantly competing and chopping one another down. We don't We don't realize that um, this big circular onion ring that we're spinning around on, we're all connected. Just like that, just like that fried little beauty. As we dip it in, we dip it into all the sauces, the ranches, the ketchup, the barbecue sauce. So be kind. Share something positive. Say something positive. Even if you're positive the other person is an asshole. Love you guys. Bye. Looking for another day, just to get away, it's a holiday adjacent.